thank you for tuning in to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Yeah, here he is, kind of, is so to speak. I am indeed D.C. Lundberg, and this is indeed Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you, of course, by Built Bar. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any program here on the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O. P-N, or of course, Tlopin. You bet. Please also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G, if you are indeed scoring at home. We do have Jason Hernandez on the program today, ladies and gentlemen, host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. How are you doing today, Jason? I am ecstatic because hockey is a-coming. Hockey is a-coming in four weeks because the breaking news came out that the NHL Players Association and the league have agreed on a 56-game schedule for this coming season. So I'm happy I got my wine. I'm celebrating because the Ducks finally get to play a game for the first time in 10 months. That's a long time. And this uh, news broke today as we record this program on uh, Friday night, December 18th. And also today it was announced that uh, Jason Belmonte has won his second consecutive Chris Schenkel PBA Player of the Year award. That is fantastic. This is his sixth Player of the Year award overall. And in addition, Brad Miller has won the Steve Nagy Sportsmanship Award. Oh yeah, and the Mariners have signed another pitcher. On Wednesday, December 16th, it was announced that the M's have signed Keenan Middleton. He has was previously in the Angels organization and spent the majority of the season at the major league level in 2017 and then parts of the uh, succeeding three seasons at the big league level. He is a Northwest native. He is from Portland, Oregon. He is 27 years old, has a career 3-4-8 ERA, ladies and gentlemen, in 104 games, 95 and two-thirds innings. He is a six foot three, two 213-pound right-handed pitcher. Last year in 13 games with the Angels, 5-2-5 earned run average and a whip of 1.5 even. According to this article that I'm reading right now by Greg Chons of MLB.com, he described last season as quote-unquote rough. He went on to say, quote, it was the first rough one I've had, and I'm just looking to move past it. I'm going to learn from my mistakes and be better. When I came back and finished the season in 2019, I felt really good and crisp, but the velocity wasn't there. Last year, the velo was there, and at times I was just trying to overthrow throw or trying to throw fastballs past guys because I felt so good. I've learned from my mistakes and I'm going to move forward and quote. Jason, you are a uh, resident of the uh, SoCal area, so to speak. Yeah. And saw this guy pitch for the Angels. What uh, What are your impressions of him? Uh, rough is an understatement for Keenan Middleton, to say yeah. the least. Although he did have a 15-month absence. Keep in mind, he was on the shelf for a very, very long time. Yes, and I will, I will say uh, to that, sort of to that point, Jason, uh, Keenan Middleton, is, his, uh, one of his nicknames is Key. So you could say that he was definitely off-key last season. Oh, man, I knew you were going to do that. I knew yeah, it. Everybody saw that coming from a mile away. Uh, but good for him to come back off of Tommy John surgery. Um, he had the TJS back in, I want to say April or May, but he had the surgery mm-hmm. uh, to address a couple of issues. He had a pretty decent start in 2019. He was looking 
really good for the month he was there, and then he just got hurt. And that really dismissed the Angels' chances of having any hope of postseason play in 2019. Yeah. When he came back in 2020, I didn't get to see him this season for obvious reasons. But looking at his velocity, it's getting there. It's getting back to where it was. I wouldn't say it's quite there yet, and that is going to be kind of a concern. Mm -hmm. um, do you happen to know what the contract is for Middleton? It's a one-year major league contract, and I don't believe that the terms of this contract were uh, were uh, released yet. That's what I, I mean. I, I didn't know if there was out yet or not. Um, at the time, I didn't see a money figure to that. Uh, it'll probably just be a smaller money deal because of his recent health problems because of the recent Tommy John surgery that he had mm -hmm. before the TJS. He was throwing in the mid nineties. Uh, the velocity was good. The movement was very good on his fastball. Uh, the movement is what you want to see as far as those kind of pitches, because you can really fool batters with off speed and speed. I get that. But if you have the movement, you don't have to throw a hundred and two hundred three. Like, no, he had good movement. I say had because he kind of fell off a little bit in the past year plus that's something that he has to get back to as far as i'm concerned yeah absolutely and going over his numbers his 2017 through 2019 numbers he appeared in 91 games at the big league level 83 and two-thirds innings era of 323 a whip of 1.339 8.4 hits per nine innings that's a little bit on the high side 1.3 home runs per nine that's a little bit on the high side 3.7 walks per nine innings that's also a little bit on the high side oh uh, yeah <laughs> but he did strike out 9.1 per nine innings innings you know i am not a big strikeout guy jason i'm, I'm my listeners know that by now and i think you're well aware of that that uh, motion deception movement on pitches location is definitely the way to go in my estimation yeah now and i'll and i'll go taylor blake ward mode here a little bit i'm gonna go a little bit in depth just because i have seen him play a lot before the injury of course sure um so in between 2017 and 2018 and even parts of 2019 um he relied a lot on his fastball at first. He was topping out at about 97, 98 miles per hour. Uh, he was averaging mid-90s. What he was working on the most was a slider. It started to become a wipeout slider late in 2018, which mm -hmm. accounts for the strikeouts. His slider was getting about 87, 88 miles an hour with some pretty good lateral movement. And that's where he got the majority of his strikeouts was with that wipeout slider. As far as his changeup goes... His changeup went anywhere from 84 to 87. That's a pretty decent range because typically, and DC, you can attest to this, you want the difference between the changeup and the fastball to be about double digits, right? About 12 miles an hour is uh, ideal. Yeah, and 12 miles an hour or more. Yeah, right now his difference is about 11, 12. So it's on the lower end of that ideal rate. No, but that's doable so for sure. That, that's effective. It's doable. It's it's a serviceable use of pitch, uh, something that he needs to utilize more and something that apparently he has been working on as far mm -hmm. as uh, changing his speeds. But now you can see that last season, his changeup was getting down to the low 80s, which players can catch up to. The fastball was only in the low 90s as well. So there's two things to work on, getting that velocity back up mm -hmm. and him feeling comfortable with throwing that fastball velocity because the changeup is there. Yeah. It's getting there. The slider is there. That is his main 
pitch mm-hmm. that he needs to try to utilize more and more often and something that he can fool a lot of batters with. And that really attests to uh, the ball movement. Um, the movement that he was using with the slider, the arm slot mm-hmm. that he was using, used to have a lot more torque than it did just in the brief time we saw him in 2020. So the torque is something that he has worked on. Uh, the elbow movement is something that's a little bit different, and it's been kind of an adjustment for him. So this is not a super high risk if the Mariners are only paying him minimum like a million or so. If it's that much, not a huge risk. And it's something that, you know, just take a punt. Take a punt on someone that has had some good seasons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with the TJS, you truly do never know. You never Sometimes know. Sometimes with Tommy John surgery, because we've seen a plethora of pitchers come back. We've seen a lot just fall off completely. Yeah. So from my perspective, I hope he does well in Seattle just because I liked having him here in Anaheim. Really, really cool guy. Really cool dude. Yep. And wish about them but the best up in the PNW. Absolutely. There's one more piece to this puzzle, and he knows that he was overly reliant on his fastball last season. He knows he needs to mix, mix his pitches better, and he that's a good sign that he knows what he needs to do to improve, and he has worked specifically on that. So, you know. Yeah, but I think, I think part of that is just a comfort level as well. He has to oh, feel sure. comfortable with getting back to that pitching shape again because when you have a huge surgery like that, there's always going to be that small part where you're like, I don't know if I can throw it this fast again. And that's common for a lot of pitchers, unfortunately. Oh, sure, yeah. And uh, we will leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go to today's trivia corner and we're going to do another hall pass, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And with that hall pass, Jason Hernandez. Jason, lay it on us. Oh, thank you very much. So this player in 19 seasons had 229 wins, a 330 ERA. Number of strikeouts, 2,416. Pretty good ERA plus of 114. Had a whip of 1.199, so a pretty minuscule whip in 573 games. And most of his seasons were in the American League. So do you think he's in the Hall of Fame? Well, we will tell you who this is, and I'll let you know my opinion on this gentleman after this word from Built Bar. See how I do that, Jason? That's called a tease for that, for you up there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what springs to mind when I say Built Bar? It should be the delicious product. Protein bars covered in 100% real chocolate that are high in protein, low in sugar, calories, and carbohydrates, made oddly enough by a Built Bar. <laughs> yes, indeed. They are absolutely fantastic. They come in 18 delicious flavors, plus the limited edition flavors that they break out from time to time. Jason is holding one up right now on camera, which you can't see because this is radio, but he has got the white chocolate cookies and cream, it looks like. Is that true, Jason? Yeah. Oh, he was muted. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, these uh, white uh, white chocolate cookies and cream is available right now at the website, which is actually builtbar.com. And candy cane brownie, which is one that yeah. I've tried, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. All this can be found at builtbar.com. And lest you forget about Built Boost drink powder and Built Go energy shots. And as I have been saying on most shows, ladies and gentlemen, the Built Boost drink powder, when mixed with plain iced tea, gives you a delicious flavored iced tea. And now there's Built Boost Immune Plus, too, which comes in three terrific flavors. And those flavors are, Jason, hold it up higher, lemon lime, <laughs> pomegranate uh, green apple, and apricot pineapple. 
Yes, indeed. They, they're, they're all great flavors. Uh, they send us hosts a sample pack of each of these flavors, and they are terrific. BuiltBar.com is the place to go to get these. And if you try to use promo code GLURGGLOG, GLORPITY GLORP, nothing happens. So just use promo code LOCKED ON instead, and that'll get you 20% off of your next order of the greatest protein bars ever to hit the face of the earth. Ooh, I love that. Yes, thank you. Uh, the, ho- the promo code again? The promo code is glurg glorg gloppity glop. No, it's <laughs> code code locked on, all one word. Yes. Yeah, let's see. The hall pass. Uh, Jason, I don't know who this is. Uh, Jason, what, ah. what, year, what, what years did he play? 1964 to 1982. 1964 to 1982. 229 wins, 330 earned run average. About 2,000 strikeouts, you say? 2,100, you said? 2,400 strikeouts. 2,400 strikeouts, pardon me. Um, I am going to go ahead and say, here's the thing. When you're getting to 2,400 strikeouts, that's a lot. Um, 229 wins, not a lot for that era, but I don't know what teams he played for. I'll tell you. He played mostly for the Cleveland Indians and the Boston Red Sox. In that his greatest era, success was in Boston. His greatest success was in Boston. Mm-hmm. Cleveland and... Okay, I still don't know who this is. But I'm going to go ahead and say that I would at least think about voting for him for the Hall of Fame. And I have I honestly have no idea who this is. Jason, who is it? Uh, someone that is a very good Latin pitcher. Uh, someone that is pretty well known. Luis Tiant. It's Tiant, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, Luis Tiant. And then when, when you say that, I kind of feel validated because I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Come on. His middle, his middle name is Clemente, for crying out loud. Oh, so is mine. No, it's not. <laughs> That's what the C stands for. That's what the C stands for. No, the C stands for Cumberbund, actually. Uh-huh. If you've got a question or a comment, please send it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. I will address it on the air in an upcoming mailbag episode, which we will be getting to very shortly. We've actually got quite a few emails, so probably going to be another two-part email extravaganza. Questions and comments about any subject are encouraged even during the regular season. I love answering those types of questions. LockedOnMariners at gmail.com is a place to send those, and we will be back uh, when we feel like it, basically. Now time for the second half of Locked On Mariners. Once again, your host... D.C. Lundberg. Those were the dulcet tones of our announcer, Joey Martin, here on Locked on Mariners, bringing us into the second half of today's program. And ladies and gentlemen, the holidays are about giving. So I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked on Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked on Bets today wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, with us on uh, this episode of Locked On Mariners again is Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks, our uh, fishing and hunting show here on the Locked On Podcast Network. <laughs> and, uh, and that is not a show about Mookie bets, but uh, <laughs> we, here's one thing that we can bet on. Ooh, We can bet on not seeing a designated hitter in the NL this season. Yeah. Yes, All indeed. Right. I am happy. I am shocked. I am thrilled. What are your thoughts? 
You're shocked? So am I'm, I. I'm shocked because all these changes that, that went into effect, I figured this was just a backdoor way for Manfred to just kind of sneak this into baseball, you know, permanently going forward, using the pandemic as an excuse, basically to force upon everybody else what he wants to do. And that's not the case here. Yeah, because there was a memo that went out. And here's what Ken Rosenthal said recently. Quote, MLB instructed clubs in a memo last week to proceed under the assumption that the DH will not be used in the National League this year, though few will complain if the league and union reach agreement to the contrary. So it sounds like the majority of them, they don't want the DH in the NL. Let the pitchers hit. We could have fantastic moments like Bartolo Colon. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's still one of the best moments in all of baseball history. <laughs> I liked um, Ron Darling on the color commentary saying about his home run trot that uh, that might just be as fast as he runs. <laughs> I mean, some of the Spanish broadcasters yes. said the exact same thing. Yeah, didn't they say that he took like 30 minutes or something to round the bases? Yeah, the Senate's broadcasters were very... Pers- I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and they were and, giving him the business. They were giving him the business, you know, kind of as they should, just because it's such a fun moment. And ladies and gentlemen, I got to say, I really don't speak a word of Spanish, but listening to Spanish baseball commentary is a lot of fun because they are super passionate, super excited. And if you've never listened to a Spanish broadcast, I actually, whether or not you speak Spanish, because I don't, I don't understand it, but I still like the Spanish language broadcasts. They are fun. And I do implore you to check those out. The other... (laughs) Yeah, I'm just kind of just moving past that because I can't remember how to say thank you in any foreign language right now. Spanish or otherwise... Arigato gozaimasu. Yes. I, I know how to... Oh, cool. <laughs> wow. It's, hey, escucha más radio en español. Eh? Spanish radio. Yes. Okay. Anyways. The other moment that I was going to bring up, uh, great pitching, hitting moments, mm-hmm. I'll actually bring up two. Um, right. I'll talk about Warren Spahn first because he took pride in his hitting. Yes, he, he did. He hit, what, 35 career home runs. Something and like that. Something like that. And he said, and this is paraphrasing, going off my memory. He said something to the effect like, yeah, it really takes a lot of work to to pitch a no-hitter or to to pitch a complete game. But one swing of the bat and, hey, you're a hero for a minute. He loved hitting, and he took pride in it. He worked on it. Joe Torrey later said that that he had the distinction of not only pinch hitting for Spawn, but having Spawn pinch hit for him. And lest you forget, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Torrey was an excellent Major League Baseball player who who one year hit 363. He was absolutely no slouch at the plate. He was actually the subject of our first hall pass here wow. as a player. Yeah. Great pull. Great pull on that one. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. You were right. 35 home runs. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> See, I have no short-term memory right now, but hey, 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 I can tell you that Warren Spawn had 35 career home runs Impressive. on the dot. Yes, thank you. The other pitching moment, that our pitcher's hitting moment, Jason, you're a Dodgers fan. You might not enjoy this one too much. Oh, God. Sorry, but Madison Bumgarner hitting two home runs on opening day a few years ago. That was awesome. Earning the nickname the Bumbino. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes, indeed. I do want to put a bow on this by saying I don't think that we're going to see the Universal uh, DH in the National League anytime soon. It sounds like the players do want to keep it as is with the pitchers hitting in the National League. Uh, based on the memo that went out, the majority of them said they don't want the DH in the NL. 
So it sounds like it's going to stay with that for a while. Obviously, the big concern is going to be with the possible lockout looming because that's still of a great concern for a plethora of reasons, and yeah. that still could happen. Yeah, yeah, but uh, for, now so, hope. for now there is hope, absolutely. And there are a lot of there are a lot of fans out there. Let's be honest, Jason, who do want to see the Universal DH just so they can see baseball evolve and progress and those types of things. But change for change's sake is not progress. I don't think. I, I agree with you on that one. With that, I think that's the perfect bow to have wrapped up this particular episode with. Jason, I appreciate you coming on today to do the heavy lifting. Please tell the nice folks where they can find you on Twitter and also about your great duck hunting show. <laughs> so you can hear my podcast, Locked on Anaheim Ducks, not the Oregon Ducks, who just won the Pac-12 football championship. Ooh. I know SoCal fans really don't want to hear that right now. Uh, yes, but there are probably some Mariners fans who do and, and some no, Mariners Washington, fans who don't. <laughs> no, Washington fans certainly don't want to hear this because it should have been them in that game. But regardless, oh, there's a whole story on that, but I'm not going to get into that now. So, Washington fans, I'm not a host of the Oregon Ducks, rest assured. It's the <laughs> Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Yes. You can hear that podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcast. Just look up Locked on Anaheim Ducks, the Twitter for that, at LO underscore Ducks. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD, as in Ren and Stimpy. And also, also, uh, make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating because why not? Everyone else seems to love the show. And once again, a lot of breaking news on my podcast. Hockey's back. Mm -hmm. We've got talk about the Mighty Ducks reboot, which I am super excited about. The Mighty Ducks are back. Emilio Estevez is reprising his role as Coach Gordon Bombay. I'll be talking about that with C. Morley. And then we have a whole plethora of shows planned with Sarah Avampado. I had a show with Mikey DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto. A lot of big shows as mm-hmm. hockey's coming back. Yeah. Hockey's oh, coming back. Special surprise on Christmas Eve. Ooh. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, indeed. I, I'm happy that the, that there's a, 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 a Mighty Ducks reboot, too. Mighty Ducks 4, the puck stops here. <laughs> Oh, God. Wrap it up, please. (laughs) (laughs) I will do just that. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app that happens to pop into your brain head. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. And follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Uh, Thanks for listening to today's show. Listen to the next one as well. Promo code locked on for 25% off your order or whatever the hell. And we'll be back next time. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.